0: what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the size up by national fire radio because what you do off the job matters you know and i i get my little sales pitch voice in when i say that opening line now but i feel like you need to like when you have a tagline you have to almost like the Jeremy National Fire Radio voice, like when I do that. But I'm just getting right into it with my guest because she is a great friend and we have a lot to talk about. And literally in the uh, pre-show questionnaire that I send out just to get info on my guests, uh, because occasionally I don't actually know my guest before uh, I interview them, although sometimes I do. It seems like that's happening more often than not. So if you don't know me and you want to be on the podcast, please reach out because it's fun to interview and meet new people, um, which is kind of how I met my guest today. But she did say in, in the uh, in the questionnaire where I was going with that was anything Pip wants to talk about, which is really scary to give me that license. So
1: Because you do know a lot about me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do know a lot about you. Tara from Flame Decon, what's happening this morning out there in beautiful Colorado?
1: You know, we got a little snow on the ground, winter's starting. Um, but yeah, it's it's been an insanely busy month for Flame. Um, <laughs> meaning yeah, November. So- so
0: we're in December now, and that your November has been insane insanely crazy, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. It ha- it November was insanely crazy. Um, which is great. Having so much business is incredible. Having this business take off like it has is incredible. Um, coming out of personal struggles and then having the business like pick you up and carry you to that next like life's okay is incredible. <laughs> so, great. so,
0: oh my God, I was just texting before you you appeared on my Zoom screen with a mutual friend of ours, because it's funny. I am in... I am in the personal struggle, let's say right now, phase of needing the pickup, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and I think we all go through them, right? Like we all have, everybody has a personal life, obviously, everybody has feelings, everybody has emotions. And I think what folks don't often realize, at least with social media, is that The folks you see on social media, whether they own a business, their business, they run a podcast, they too go through their own stuff.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the thing is when, I mean, just like anybody else, like whether you're, you know, a secretary at the, an office down the street, or you run a business when you're going through personal struggles in life, like life goes on, work goes on. You still have to get things done. Um, So sometimes it's just putting your nose to the grindstone and getting it done through those personal things, but um, it can carry you through it. Like it really can get you to the other side of those personal struggles and be like, okay, I'm okay now.
0: Yeah. I mean, there is that, right? There's that to it. Your job, your family, there's so many things to it. And and for me right now, I am, I mean, I guess I may as well just be honest with everybody who listens to this. Like I'm really lacking motivation, which is odd for me, right? It's happened in the past. I'm not going to say I haven't ever, I've always been this super motivated guy. But my scary thing right now is I'm actually lacking motivation for fitness. And I'm like, I don't necessarily want a fitness rut and for me fitness has been like my salvation so it's kind of a weird place and i'm working through it we're gonna figure it out we're we're gonna work this
1: one out it is so it's totally out of character for you and and so that's when you stop yourself and like do that gut check of like am i okay like what do we need to figure out to get back on track here
0: yeah, so which is even scarier, right? Because I've been doing that gut check for like a week now. And I'm like, what the hell is this? What is going on with me? Is it the podcast? Is it the not for profit? Is it work? Is it my family? Is it, you know, some some stuff that's going on in my personal life? Like, what exactly is it? And why is it because it's cold in my garage? Because it's super cold in my garage. again. <laughs>
1: Maybe
0: it's just cold in the garage. <laughs> I mean, like, right? It could be just that simple. Maybe it's just cold in the garage. You know, it was, ah. so it's been interesting in in my fitnessing life here. So I, and we're definitely going to talk about this topic later. Um, but I, I set a personal goal that I was going to fitness every time I was on shift. Um, I was going to get a little bit of fitness in at the firehouse, you know, 1015 minutes, I don't go crazy. Everybody knows that I don't do crazy workouts at the firehouse, because I feel like that's not a smart idea. Um, and the only time I wasn't going to do it when was when I was acting up as the deputy chief. Um, lo and behold, my chief got had an injury, he had surgery. And for the past six months, I've been assigned to the chief's car. So that Streak I had going pretty much got stopped. You know, there are a lot of fire chiefs out there that can work out while they're on duty. Um, in my department, it's just not set up for us to to be able to do that while, when you're on the car easily at least. Um, yeah. So I went through that six months' time frame where I wasn't uh, wasn't really able to work out. Monday, I was back on the ladder, and I'm like, I'm gonna work out today. And the day just went south and I never did. And one of my guys was like, you could always find time. And I'm like, you're right, but I still didn't do it. So I'm still in that rut, but I'm working my way through it.
1: Yeah. It. it here's the thing that, okay. So <laughs> we're dancing around it and I'm just going to, I'm going to dive Go right in. I don't mean to dive right into the mental health, like. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Please Aspect do. of things. But like, those things are a slippery slope, right? Like, so not going to dive deep into this but in September I had an ectopic pregnancy and had the loss there right and it was suit it was a struggle for me and the month before that I had had something else personal that happened in my life that just was a struggle for me and so those things built up um they led to things like not wanting to work out not giving a shit what I ate not giving a shit if I did anything that day. Um, and you just find yourself in that, just like, okay, fine. I'm going to do what I have to do for my, for my job. I'm going to do what I have to do for my business. I'm going to put a smile on my face for those things. Um, but then you find yourself where like now getting, finally getting myself back to fitness and eating right and all of that stuff. But like, my body feels like shit. And through that, towards the end of that, there were times that like, I'd have those invasive thoughts of suicide. And like, I would have to tell myself, like, I know I don't want to die. Like, this is just an invasive thought. Like, you have to push yourself through this. Um, So I think when you recognize those things of like, I don't want to work out today. I don't want to work out the next day. I don't want to work out the next day. And that's your lifestyle. And you've been struggling through things like that's when you catch yourself on that slippery slope and figure it out. And you go talk to somebody or you, you you do what you need to do to get back right with yourself so that you don't end up having to push yourself through thoughts of suicide. Right it's
0: it's so it's it is. and and you use that term slippery slope. and and obviously, you know, and for more background, Tara and I have talked many times since september, and and we've talked about, you know what what she just said happened to her, and I shared some things that happened to my wife and I through that. And it was so, I don't know if I was helpful to you at all, but I know that it was someone for you to talk to, right? And that's such a big part of this. And I feel like this is what I'm doing today with you, for myself. And with, I mean, I'm just going to say it now, our good friend, Lenny from Notorious Fire, who i just was texting with this morning about this. I love
1: Lenny. <laughs>
0: He's such a great, he really is such a great dude. And even last night, I finally told my wife, which, you know, I pretty much we, like I was like, before we went to bed, I'm like, just not feeling it these days, Trey. And I don't know what it could be. You know what I mean? But it's that right now I'm on the slippery slope. Right. And I am not in a position of those invasive salt thoughts of, of anything like that. But the recognition of it is so helpful and so scary at the same time too, though, because now I'm like, I'm searching for what it is like, like, do I need to slap myself in the face and just get up and move? Do I need to like today? I was thinking it's actually funny. One of my neighbors came running by my house. She runs every day. And running, as I've talked about in the past, was like an original salvation for me. And I'm like, maybe today the sun's out. Maybe I'll just go for a run after the podcast and see how I feel. Like no weights, no loud, oh, loud music, obviously. But like go out in the cold and, and hit like a mile or two. I know I'm not getting a long, a long run in today, but that yeah. may just be it. You know, that, that
1: slippery slope then becomes less slippery. Right? Absolutely. And it's those little things like that you can think of to bring yourself back and keep doing them. And if they help, great. If not, figure out something else and do that too.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, my Christmas, my new Christmas lights are coming this weekend. So I'm very excited about that, which is like, in in a way, that's exciting and sad like because it means I'm old and I'm thinking about the exterior illumination of my house like Clark Clark and Griswold is going to make me happy when I'm out there and it's going to be a lot of cursing and like hopefully I don't fall off a ladder but I'm really this house is going to look badass this year that's excites me sad
1: that helps because I was going through all of that I put up my Christmas tree before Halloween I was oh. like hey if you want come for me I don't care life is crazy
0: you didn't post about it it on social media though so that was good because I think I might have come after you for that so (laughs) So good 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 call on not posting on that (laughs) you know what's really sad our local Christmas tree farm just posted yesterday or like one I have have loads of them but the one that we like to go to uh, because it's also attached to my favorite brewery they ran out of Christmas trees already
1: no way I'm yeah, so you, everybody needs a little joy right now.
0: They do, and I got a little sad. I'm still going to go there and drink beers this December, and maybe I'll go buy my Christmas tree somewhere else, and then we'll drive there and drink the beers. But it 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 has to With it on with, your car. Yeah, yeah, with it on my car for sure. And so because I know that I know the guys there, I know the farmers. I know you know it's a family farm now. Um, That's
1: awesome.
0: It's crazy when you think. Totally digressing, but like a bad year six years ago, like a bad weather year is what's affecting them now in the growth of the trees. So they have to limit how many can get cut down because if not the
1: next oh, wow. year. Yeah, dang.
0: Dropping knowledge bombs about Christmas. Yeah, trees, right?
1: interesting,
0: yeah. But that's something you find found joy in, right? Is having that tree up, I guess it was lit, and decorated or did you just put the train
1: lit and decorated right now and right on the other side of this <laughs> wow. That was
0: okay. We're post-Thanksgiving. Now I'm a hundred percent okay with it. I'm like I said I'm glad you didn't tell me before then. But it's finding those things that bring you joy and bring you just that little bit of cool I can get through this.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: And again, yeah. I had no plans to talk about this on the podcast. If it was anything Pip wanted to talk about. This was the last thing I wanted to talk know,
1: about. No, And then we, it just started that way. <laughs> and I was like, I all right, well, let's, let's do it. So people aren't like, what are they talking about?
0: People that have no clue who you are that listen to this, like fitness people that follow me and just different people are like, who is this woman and who why she is she babbling to Pip? so yeah
1: is she related to the fire service at all
0: <laughs> like anything anything at all how did she come into pip's life where the backstory i just left totally. there, we went right into it but totally. our backstory is kind of funny too because we met on a now mostly non-existent social media platform called club yeah. during the pandemic um and i guess flame your company was just starting then right
1: yeah um It really was. Gosh, I launched into um, research in early 2019. But first product came out in 2020. So yeah, it was just starting. Um, So I met many of you on Clubhouse. um, And you guys really helped me get it off the ground, you know, yeah.
0: It's funny because like, you feel like it was just yesterday, but it wasn't. And you're, you're really trying to remember. And basically for the folks out there, Tyra's company flame decon, um, is she makes soap, both uh, shampoo and, and body wash, um, that now is scientifically proven to remove contaminants that attach to our skin while we're at fires. Very simple way to put it without the science. Tyra's Yeah. Sp- I'm not.
1: yeah. Um,
0: and this whole thing, you know, when you go to a fire, you've always smelled after the fire, like like you were near a fire for anyone that's been near a bonfire, but it's way worse. And then days later, you'd be taking a shower and you would wash your hair and you would be like, I smell fire again. And those contaminants, which we didn't know they were contaminants until recently let's say we just thought ah, it was just because you were near a fire no big deal it smells smells fire just like we have a like i have a fireplace in my house and tracy hates that smell in the house i love it the boys love it but unfortunately mom is not a fan so we don't use the fireplace that often but it was more than just a smell what we always thought was a smell was actually causing serious health issues to to emergency providers and tara made this product and was like hey pip you want to try it "Uh, okay sure i'll try anything you know i just met you online seems like seems like a smart idea just try this (laughs) product on my skin maybe it'll you know burn my skin off but i'll give it a try um and it didn't and what it did was i'm like i don't smell like fire three days later tara so this is great and tracy pointed that out to me did
1: I get the story in a nutshell? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love that. I love that it's often the wives, the spouses that are like, wait, you had a fire yesterday or three days? You don't smell. I I can't smell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It removes the carcinogens from your skin so that you don't smell and they don't continue to absorb, which is huge.
0: It's so unreal. Like, And I tell people this all the time. And I think... Everything that I've been involved in, everything that you're involved in now over these past, you know, I've been in the fire service over 20 years, over these past 10 years of of pushing fitness, but it all goes into that health and wellness category. You know, whether it's how you're taking care of your body, how you're taking care of your mind, how you're taking care of your skin. Um, prior to meeting you, I, I met a firefighter who had skin cancer um, and we were eating, eating like a buffet like lunch at the conference we were at and they had guacamole and he told us about how uh, avocados get transported in open air trucks with the diesel soot landing on them and then how porous avocados are and you know you're listening to a firefighter who's had skin cancer tell you about this whole avocado thing and I have like a heaping wop of guacamole in front of me and I'm like all right I'm just going to push this to the side (laughs) and not
1: you just don't think of. I have never thought of that before. And you see trucks like that with oranges, potatoes, avocados. Yeah. So the
0: diesel, the diesel output of that truck is usually a high smokestack. And the totally. truck is moving. And so all of the exhaust is totally makes sense going back on them. And avocados are, which I learned this day, and I never <laughs> will forget, are very porous. And they just kind of suck that in so you're essentially eating
1: great cool. avocados so I'll the backyard starting my garden this afternoon <laughs> You wild. Grow your
0: avocados and you're safe but yeah a totally wild thing right that i never would have yeah. thought could be as just one more thing and i think that's what we're learning about in in this whole health and wellness arena not just in the fire service but in life right
1: yeah absolutely and and well, I am obviously not an edu- educated on, or now am, but an expert on avocado transport. Me neither.
0: Me neither. Let me, me neither. Just learned that one a while
1: ago. Um, I do know about how it affects your skin and causes cancer and those kind of things, right? Like the same diesel off-gassing is happening in your firehouse. Yes. Happening in every firehouse. And you may have systems in place that take that out of your firehouse, which is great, um, you still need to make sure you're deconning yourself. You are, you're dealing with the diesel off-gassing, you're bringing contaminants back from fires, you're bringing contaminants in from your gear, even if it's brand new, you're bringing contaminants in from your turnouts. Um, so you have to realize that they're all over the place in your life but also realize that your exposure to them is far greater than any other person out there in the community. Um, people will say all the time, well, there's, you know, there's PFAS in your cookware, there's um contem- everywhere.
0: it is everywhere.
1: All over the place. And it is, absolutely. Um, but I think here is. One of the ways that flame came to be is because I bre- broke things down Barney style for myself and realized how activated charcoal works, right? So kind of like- Wait,
0: wait, what kind of style was that? Barney style? Barney
1: style? Do you not remember like break it down Barney style? Come on.
0: Oh, that never made it to New Jersey. <laughs>
1: Stop.
0: <laughs> like Barney Rubble? I must just like be Barney that Rubble? much older than you, Peb. <laughs> no, you're not, like, like Barney Rubble style is what we're saying here?
1: No, like, you know, the big purple dinosaur?
0: Oh, that Barney. Oh.
1: Break okay. it down Barney style. Jeez. Oh, I'm
0: glad I missed out on that one. Go ahead. Go back to your Barney style now that cool. we know. Okay,
1: use that as a sound. sound <laughs> I'm
0: like We're thinking like Gangnam everybody. style now and I want to dance, but Barney style. Break it down Barney style for me. How activated okay. charcoal works, please.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to how charcoal works, but I think that... Um, because I get nerdy and it's interesting for a lot of people, but some people are like, Tara, that's too much. Um, but I think that it's important to understand, and I am not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, um, but I think it's important to understand just in very layman's terms, how cancer works, to understand why your exposures are greater and, it's important that you're deconning, right? So basically like you go into a fire and you get all these contaminants all over you. If you're on scene and you're not wearing your, your SCBA, you get all these contaminants in your lungs, right? You get those in your lungs, I can't get those out. I can get them off your skin, I can't get them out of your lungs. So keep that in mind. Um, so you come out you have all these contaminants all over you right? And if you're not properly getting them off, getting them off with something like flame that is proven to remove these carcinogens, because it's been shown that regular soap does not do that, remove everything to the point of non-detectable, you're leaving it on your skin to absorb. Your skin is your largest organ and it will absorb and it will continue to absorb as long as those carcinogens are on your skin. So then what does that do? How does that translate into cancer, right? So as carcinogens absorb into your body, um, your your cells are constantly growing and moving and and developing, um, multiplying. But if a carcinogen affects one of your cells, it affects the development of that cell. It basically damages it and changes it. And when it damages and it changes it, it then starts to rapidly grow those damaged, changed cells. Um, and they look for blood sources so that they can continue to rapidly grow and change. Um, and those can be cancerous cells and those can spread all over your body. So in just very layman's terms, that's how carcinogens get into your body and cause cancer. Again, I'm no doctor. If I missed a step, a doctor step in and correct me because I want everybody to know exactly how this works. Yes. Um But that's the very broken down version of that, right? So if you're Susie's secretary down the street and you're not getting carcinogens all over you all day, um, you're coming home and have a few of them on you, your chances are are much lower of getting cancer because you have way less carcinogens in your life to possibly affect your cells as a firefighter, you're coming out with loads of them all over you on every fire. You're putting your gear on that has carcinogens in it. You're in your fire station that has carcinogens in it constantly. Um, Your chances are higher because you have a much higher concentration of that on your body, right? Um, So that's why it's important that you are cleaning, especially like your eating areas in your kitchen area of your station, your sleeping areas, washing your sheets constantly, making sure you're getting those carcinogens out. Um, doing general cleaning, cleaning your body, cleaning your gear, getting ready of as many as you can to lessen that load, to reduce your risk of getting cancer. That's why we're constantly saying, reduce your risk. This isn't about prevention. This isn't about, you know, we're not, curing cancer, obviously, um, but it's reducing your risk. It's lessening that carcinogen load and getting rid of as many as you can. I think that's
0: a big part of it too. Like you just said, it it's reducing, right? Yeah. It's so weird to think this, but there are some folks that are like, well, I could still get it. So I'm not going to do any of this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like anything I can do. And listen, there are some folks, I work with some folks, they take it to a more extreme level than I do. There are some folks that do less than I do. Hey, I can't tell you 100% what to do, how you want to do it, whatever you want to. My opinion is that whatever you can do, try to do to the best of your ability. You know, like, am I washing my sheets after every shift? No. Am I trying to get it done every couple of shifts? Yes. Do I sometimes miss that? Yes. Do I take a shower after every fire I go to? For sure. Like that, that's always been a thing for me. I'm like, this is just gross. I don't want to be gross anymore. And you're seeing that more and more though, you know, and we're seeing this, this decon word, you know, like more and more about things we should decon, you know, cleaning SCBA packs and bottles. I can tell you five years ago, we weren't scrubbing SCBA bottles after fires and they were just sitting in the apparatus off gassing all that nasty. We thought we got off ourselves You know, I came back, took a shower, changed my gear, washed my clothes, got my gear in the washer, jump in the fire truck, and all this stuff is off-gassing. You know, I think seeing that big change has been huge and kind of seeing your company start and now having way more competitors is only a good thing to know that we're getting to another level of of clean, let's say.
1: For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely and um another big thing another thing that i'm big on is is um decon and doing all of these things to reduce your risk of cancer versus operational reality right yeah you have to find that balance if i'm over here um and all about decon 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 but don't look at your operational reality um then you're never going to do it right? When you are not actively going to a fire, that's when you need to make sure that your gear is clean, you're clean, all of that stuff. If you have a fire and you need to have your gear on on the way and you need to have that gear on in the cab, I think you should do that.
0: It's such a polite way to say that. (laughs) Nice. I like it. (laughs) And look, listen, there's an operational reality to that I got to drive back with my gear on too sometimes because I just can't, just can't do anything else. Right. Like that. that, I like this word operational reality too.
1: Yep. You get, you, you, you pay attention to operational reality. You go to go to the fire, you do what you need to do. You get back. And in that downtime, when, as soon as you have that you get yourself clean because you're the one that gets cancer. That is the priority. Get yourself clean so that those carcinogens aren't sitting on your skin and continuing to absorb in. And then you can go back and clean the apparatus, clean your gear, clean everything that went with you to that fire, make sure that you're cleaning out you know the, the um, compartment of the apparatus where you guys write as well as you can. Um, and do that. Um, and that that also leads into, though, this topic about working out in your gear, right?
0: I knew we were gonna go to that,
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to every time, and people can come for me if they want. But um, go ahead. train in your gear. Train in your gear whenever you need to train in your gear. And training in your gear means that if you are training anything that actually has to do with your job, um, wear your gear so that you know that like, you can do this in your gear. You can uh, throw ladders in your gear. You can drag hose, whatever you need to do in your gear, right? But when it comes to working out, there's zero reason that you need to be doing CrossFit in your gear. There's none. It's all ego.
0: hundred. There's so
1: many other ways that you I've can wear a weighted vest. You can do whatever. Like...
0: And even knowing what do you think, Pip? (laughs) Knowing so, so I have been a proponent of don't work out in your gear uh, for as long, not as long as I can remember. I have worked out in my gear. I've run 5Ks in my gear. I've done some CrossFit workouts in my gear. Um, I've also been really fortunate to uh, get some sets of gear from folks that have never gone into a fire. Um, Now we also know that things that are in that gear could be a carcinogen, but you know, let's, let's, again, anything could be a carcinogen, right? Your, your cooking pot could be giving off a carcinogen. So I think keeping it in check and keeping it in reality, that operational reality word, I'm a hundred percent on that, right? Your operational reality is if you can do a bottle breathe down style workout where you're using a sledgehammer on a tire, you're then throwing a ladder, you're walking up and down stairs by all means, it's a good thing to do not every shift and not in the gear that you're actually fighting fires in, you know, maybe take that retired set of gear that can't go into a fire anymore that you've washed 8 million times and even do it in those. Right. But again, that ego end of it, that's a lot of where you see these workouts. Like I did Murph in my gear. Dude, I don't want to do Murph in general, not in in, in my gear, you know what I mean? Like I've done, I've done Chad, the thousand box step-ups in a gear that's never been on a fire and it actually didn't make the whole workout. (laughs) It got so uncomfortable. So you have to think about these things, right? It's the same, the working out in your gear though is the same as the guys that spend their entire shift in their gear. You know, you're just (laughs) hanging around the firehouse with your turnout pants on. We call it Tommy Gavin from uh, the Rescue Me show. Mm -hmm. Dennis Leary mm-hmm. just wore his turnout yeah. pants every you're
1: year. You're just wearing it more than you should and exposing yourself more than you should, more than you need to. Yeah, there's Again, a, there, no reason. Reducing 100%. that risk. Yeah, and reducing yeah. your exposure. Um, and all gear, regardless of whether it's been worn before, has carcinogens in it. And that layer that, um, that they finish the gear in is PFAS. There's... No, there's no, denying it. no one
0: can, no one can deny yeah. that, that the gear that is made to protect us has carcinogens in it.
1: Yeah, in it's constantly sloughing off. So you have to make an educated decision for yourself of how much you're willing to expose yourself um, and your family. To it's your the dog. same
0: as it's the same to all me as smoking cigarettes, right? You know, yeah. cigarettes are a, are a cancer causing agent, no doubt. A hundred percent. There's warning labels. There's, yeah, it's been for years. We've seen uh, lung cancer cases, I guess, decrease with the decrease of uh, cigarette smoking. I guess is, is a, I'm not again not a scientist. I don't have the numbers, but you know we've seen that. But at the same time, you still have people smoking away. Like what? What are you doing to yourself? And the same with vaping now. Now they're saying vaping could be the same. And I'm like, why would you do this? You know, it could be bad.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: I've (laughs) I've always talked about when I when I would teach or when I would lecture about fitness stuff uh, to EMS folks more is like I've been on these calls at 3 a.m. with this like uh, emphatic, barrel chested, 90 year old smoking with her oxygen in her nose situation and uh having my partner when we get to the hospital after the call like complaining like oh could you believe we had to take care of that person again or blah 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 and looking over while they're lighting a cigarette next to me and I'm like bro that's you like it's got to be you <laughs> like what what part of the you're a paramedic and medicine and science and the body didn't you figure out that that person ended up in that situation exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And it's the same as what we can do at work. Like again, uh, operational reality is such a great work because listen, there are some folks that can't necessarily get back to their firehouse and get a shower right away, um, who can't clean their gear right away because it needs to stay in service. Um, we have a fortunate thing in my department where if we have a, a fire, let's say like we call a second alarm, we'll call in extra people. We've now didn't even realize kind of the importance of that. We wanted their help at the fire, but now we want their help with the fire. Then we want their help when we get back because that allows someone else to stay on the apparatus. It allows us to go and shower who just went to the fire. And those folks are also cleaning for us now. We used to not clean. They would come back, we would fill bottles, And hey, we did our part. We're good. Let's just hang out until they're ready to go. Now the rig is literally coming into the bay or staying outside and the hoses and the brushes are out and all the, it's really, and there's not a policy. You know, I know there's a lot of folks out there that it's like, it's gotta be policy and and this, that. We don't have a policy. We just do it because I want it done for me. I'm gonna do it for you. And it's turned into a a complete department wide thing.
1: Absolutely. And I think that, but not going down this rabbit hole, <laughs> I think we've seen that policies and organizations that create policies can be all about money. Yeah. this is not about money. This is actually about caring for you. This is actually about making sure that you don't get cancer. It's actually about making sure that you're around for your kids and their kids and you don't die early because of these carcinogens that you're coming across. Like it doesn't everybody need
0: to be policy. You're cleaning the, that equipment because if you don't clean it, you're going to be breathing in that shit. Yeah. We 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 have for years, my first years on the job, we have a system to take the diesel exhaust out when you pull out. When we pull back in, we would all jump out of the rig and stop traffic so the cars don't hit the humongous fire apparatus. More And people, too, walking behind. But really, we're trying to stop the cars and some people. So the cars, people are special. And the people will hit, the cars will hit the big fire truck with the lights on. And somehow we're supposed to stop them by standing there and going, stop. But we've Stop signs are red, fire trucks are red, but you know, and it's like 2,000 times the size of a stop sign. And the guy who's standing there going, stop, please don't hit me first. But we've come in the past few years to be like, hey, why isn't one of us running inside? And when that rig- when that exhaust pipe breaks the barrier of the bay door, hook it up and start sucking that exhaust out because we care about it when it goes out, but we didn't care about it when it goes in. Yeah. And that's been a huge department change too. And 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 that's been more than five years. But you know, just one more of those things and, and traveling the country, you know, doing doing different things. I'm still shocked I go to firehouses that don't have those systems.
1: Like, yeah. Absolutely. How? Yeah.
0: We've had ours. My my dad retired in 92 and we had ours when he retired. And it's like see people think we're like in the stone ages which we are, but we're way more advanced than some folks still are today.
1: Absolutely. And you know what I love about your practices and that they're not policy is that like I'm a veteran. You're a firefighter. In in these realms, you have to trust each other. You have to have each other's backs. You have to make sure that if you're going into that fire, the guy beside you has your back because so, he knows that you have a family at home and you have kids that you want to be there for so that you guys you guys make sure you come out of that fire together, right? Like that's a big part of it is that you trust each other, that you each other and that you love each other and that you love each other's families. And that is now for you guys transferred from the fire ground back to the firehouse and making sure that you guys don't get cancer when you're coming or going. I think that's
0: so cool. It's such a more, it's such an, an, it's just as important as taking a RIT team class or it's just as important as taking a nozzle class. You know, you need to learn all these things. And again, social media has been a huge eye-opener for many people, me included, of just like, oh, shit, I didn't really think about that. (laughs) Maybe we should clean the SCBA bottles after the fire.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Like it, it's these things, and it, it's odd because I've talked about it for it's been ten years now. You know, since since I kind of got into this the the fitness end of things, but it just took me right into basically the do everything you can to not die, <laughs> whether yeah. it be your mental health, your physical health, your cleanliness health. You know, I don't even know how to say that your deconing of your your body afterwards. But there's so many things, and these are things that folks like my dad never thought about we used to wash my dad's turnout gear in uh the washer at home
1: like with the family laundry yeah
0: like maybe my mom did it separately you know maybe she did a separate yeah. load in there after a fire but like I, big and
1: bulky like that would make sense that yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. like i have pictures of me wearing my dad's stuff because he brought it home to wash it because it was like oh that chemical fire was really nasty last night rob <laughs> i'm not even kidding you not, we're talking to <laughs> yeah, April, I know. So. You know, it was like no car seats and uh, smoking on airplanes type thing or in hospitals. Yeah. Um. So we've come such a long way. And I think we only have, it's only going to get better for the future generations. It's just a matter of understanding that, hey, maybe, you know, think about working out in your turnout here. Really, really think about it. Is it worth it? Like, is it really worth it to you? Is, is that Instagram? No one's even watching on Instagram anymore. Maybe right. on TikTok they are, but they've all seen it. So they just scroll by. They're looking for something new on TikTok. Yeah, no,
1: nobody is. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that's it, right? If it's that ego thing, like, does it really matter? Like, when you think of the overall grand scheme. And I don't want to bash the people that are out there doing it, but I just think they're not looking at the bigger picture as often as they should be.
1: Hey, look, I'll bash them. I... <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm them right now, actually. Go
0: ahead. Go ahead. I'll write this. I'll in, time this
1: in your turnout gear on Instagram, nobody thinks you're cool. Like maybe a small group of people think you're cool anymore. Everybody's looking at you like you're an idiot because they know better.
0: I do think you're right. I, and I, I do think it, it used to be people were looking at saying you're not cool because they are for different reasons. Now they're saying you're not cool because they're like, dude, that's not smart. Like that stuff that's is easy. just gross. Like yeah. is an easy way to put it just gross. Like you're not. And again, too, there are, listen, I'm all about that job related circuit training. You know, you're breathing down a bottle that is really important stuff to do. It's this kind okay, of like, look at you, me. Bench- you
1: said there though, is training train yeah. in your gear don't work out in it
0: yeah and there are folks that that are out there and they're very popular still on social media saying things like well football players train in their gear like come on that's not the case they're not in the weight room doing uh bench press with their helmet and on tell
1: me <laughs> unless they're doing it for instagram with their gear do they run into and get carcinogens all over them
0: generally not happening
1: no and they're out playing in the grass <laughs>
0: <laughs> there could be, there could be some pesticides on that grass, Tyra. You're not really, you're, right. you're, you're really right. not thinking about those pesticides now that they have on the grass. It could be, but it could be turf. And I guarantee there's some nasty stuff in that that's turf nasty, grass yeah. that they make right there. <laughs> not to throw any like, you know, turf grass making companies under the bus or anything, but I'm sure there's something in there that's coming off. It also too, you know, and, and I want to get into some other stuff, but we're still talking about this. I know you've talked about it, too, but it's the fact that we go into a superheated environment that's also aiding in our pores kind of opening and being more susceptible to this stuff. And having your gear on alone is a sort of superheated environment, not superheated. Ah, definitely making your pores open up as you sweat
1: absolutely. Your pores, your pores open up and allow those carcinogens to absorb in while you're in there, right? Um, and so when you come out, this is another thing that, that there's a lot of chatter about of like, um, when you do come back to the station and shower to get those carcinogens off of you after your gear, after your pores have been so open and then, you know, closed down again, and how are we supposed to shower Are supposed to shower in a cold shower? Are you supposed to shower in a hot shower? Are you supposed to? Look, so one thing I don't talk about often is um, I actually have my esthetician license in California. That was like my first career ever. I so that. I know a thing or two about the skin.
0: Um, For the folks so, that don't know, an esthetician takes care of your skin.
1: Yes. Yes. When you go to like a spa or a medical spa or something like that, they're the people who do like facials and waxings and and help your skin be healthy and thrive. <laughs>
0: I do do feel like a facial may help me in my general blueness right now. I was actually, I was listening to my other, I talk about SmartList. I'm going to get on SmartList someday, even though I'm not famous because I talk about them on every episode. They were talking about getting facials and I'm like, it's been a really long time since I've got these blackheads dug out. Maybe I need a facial.
1: Go get a massage and a facial. You'll come out feeling like a new person.
0: So massage I do do as part of my regular wellness routine. However... I lo- I'm actually, we're talking about doing an episode while Lisa is basically breaking my body. I don't do the relaxing massage thing. I do the like, Lisa used to be a bodybuilder and she gets in places that tears are coming out of my eyes, but I feel so much
1: better then. Right. Cause the next day, like, you're like, okay. I can breathe again. Yeah, yes. yeah. Totally. You're
0: like, oh my god, I can move my shoulder again. Where if you just do that <laughs> yeah. relaxing one, I'm like, this is wait, this like if this, this, my this head like, just
1: stopped moving that way. <laughs> this
0: like thing It's just no dice. Like on me, I need like you need like an elbow in there or like
1: a buckle somehow. And I'm like, how tough are your hands? I have real knots in my back. Like make those go away.
0: Yeah, totally make them go away, and it's totally worth it. You just got to deal with some pain for a little while. Anyway, back to your skincare. Okay,
1: so showering after. Yes. Here's the deal. Yes, you've opened your pores, you've allowed carcinogens in, but there are still all kinds of carcinogens sitting on your skin, right? So when you get back to shower, You don't want to shower in a cold shower because that's going to close down your pores and any carcinogens that are sitting in those open pores, it's just going to close them up and you're going to trap more carcinogens in, right? You don't want to shower in a super hot shower because all those carcinogens, if you get in a hot shower before getting that stuff on you to get the carcinogens off, it's going to open up your pores, allowing an... Allowing more to absorb in. Cause we already know what happens when your body gets heated, it absorbs in, right? So that initial shower, you want to have it be very comfortable, tepid, lukewarm shower so that it keeps your pores where they are. You use flame to remove all those carcinogens so that they're non-detectable on the surface of your skin. If after you do that, you then want to, you know, turn up the heat a little bit and open those pores and do it again. That could be beneficial, but that first shower, lukewarm, tepid. Don't let your pores go anywhere.
0: (laughs) So good. My firehouse is so old; we pretty much only get tepid water. We get ice cold, tepid, and then maybe after, if like it's been running for an hour, you get super hot. So at least, hey, we're doing something right in this joint joint right now. I do like how you snuck flame in there too. You're like, use flame, and then you go to the cold water. Um, I liked
1: it. It's been shown that after you use flame, carcinogens are undetectable. They're not detectable in your skin. So
0: it's cool too. what
1: you're supposed to use. (laughs) If
0: you go on Flame Decon and you you scroll back on the IG page, Tara actually has the science, you know, the scientist out there. They did some studies with our good friend, uh, Bobby Eckert, who keeps coming up in podcast in one of his classes uh, and his instructors. And sure enough, you know, Tara, it's weird too, because when you told me, like, early on, you're like, I'm going to do these scientific studies, and we're going to do all this, and I just don't know how. And I'm like, I think I got a guy. I was like, I got a guy. He's from New Jersey, but he's going to be the guy, I think. Um, and then <laughs> after a while, I mean, uh, and this wasn't like, you know, this this has been three and a half years in the making now, almost four years in the making, but you did get to do those studies and they did come back the exact way you said they were, which was pretty cool. And it made me feel more confident in the fact that I've been using this stuff, but I'm like, all right, cool.
1: Yeah, it doesn't just remove the smell. (laughs) Yeah,
0: It doesn't just remove the smell. And even that, like, I don't use it every day. There was a while where I was, but I'm definitely using it after shift just because of all those other things and the things you don't think about. Like- we had a fire the other night, um, mostly exterior fire, but um, plastics burning, vinyl siding burning. We were outside, you know, I had my, just my job shirt on um, cause I was on the car. It was my shift on the car, but even that, like I came home, I, sh- I didn't shower right after, um, but I came home. I showered when I walked in the door, all my clothes went in the wash. You know, it's this theory of let me do the most I can. Just in case. And That's I used to,
1: thing. obviously. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing too is like taking a shower after that and with something that smells good and makes you actually feel clean, like that feels good.
0: It is. It's very
1: sure. Like that feels good.
0: <laughs> it was it was definitely one of the earlier things I said to you on Clubhouse after you sent me some. I'm like, I feel good after these showers. I smell good. I felt like the stuff came off. And I had already been using. It's charcoal soap that I got at street parking camp, like lava soap or whatever it was. And I'm like, this stuff really makes me feel clean. And then you just came out with one that, that helps me in my career type of a thing. Yep. I
1: still awesome. can't brush my
0: teeth with it though. I, I can't bring I yeah. to brush my teeth with charcoal toothpaste.
1: Uh, where? are doing? Oh yeah, so... <laughs> This is total side note life hack for any women out there or men with long hair, like, you know, that like your vacuum in your house gets like clogged up with your hair and then you have to cut the hair out and like clean it like gross. Right. So listen, my life hack for everybody out there is to get a shop vac with a floor attachment and use that at your house because it doesn't have the little spinny thing for things to get caught up. It's
0: at. just sucking it in. It
1: works like a charm. Shop vacs are like 60 bucks, right? So <laughs> this leads me back to where I was going with this. So I was outside emptying my shop vac the other day though, cause I'll just take it out to my garbage and just like dump it and then take it to the curb, right? And like, there's dust everywhere. And I'm like, oh, who knows what's in that? <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this. So I come back in And I'm like, I don't know what just went in my nose and my lungs. I literally like snorted activated charcoal. Like I just took the little on my finger and just like sniffed it because I knew it would like absorb those toxins that it just, I just breathed in and not affect me.
0: (laughs) Don't do that, everyone. Please don't do that.
1: Uh... It's not (laughs) going to hurt you. (laughs) It's. You're not sniffing coke, like I wouldn't recommend <laughs> that.
0: But <laughs> 46 episodes, Tara, and this is the first time Blow has come up on my podcast. So thanks for, for being that right there. You I'm, have
1: ha- I'm happy to do that for you.
0: <laughs> North activated charcoal kids, not coke. There you go. That, that's the PSA Fetus podcast. You know, and I was just thinking, I'm like, you know, but let, let's let's talk now. We we we've done my mental health, your mental health. We talked a lot about decon. Who knows who's still listening? And I'm going to put this in the show notes and we'll see who's getting there. And and I wanted to ask this early on too, but like pre-flame Tara, pre-military Tara, like let's go back to high school. Like, were you like a mean girl? Were you a jock? Were you oh, a nerd? Man. Like, come on. Let's...
1: life now is very much a reflection of like who I was in high school. Um, I was quiet and um kind of nerdy. Um okay, so let me let me tell you just kind of what um, kind of defined my high school experience and why it was so different. Like when I was a kid, I was just a regular kid who had a lot of friends, and I did arts and crafts at home with my mom, and, you know, <laughs>
0: all the regular kid stuff.
1: I got to high school and um had my was my, I think it was this summer going into my freshman year. Um, one of my neighbors who was a few years older than me um, came through my bedroom window and um, basically raped me. Statutory rape. And he was also at the school that I was in. And so a couple months into um, my freshman year, um, my mom found out about this um, and um, police got involved and, Rumors flew around the high school and I got death threats. I got notes on my locker sticking up for this guy. Um, And I basically seeing a counselor, all this stuff that just like my life got flipped on its head because of all of this, right? So I was um, pulled out of the high school that I was in and went to live with my dad. My parents had divorced a few years before that. Um, and so went to live with my dad and changed high schools altogether, and had just been through this traumatic experience going into high school. And basically, because of this, um, the decision was made with the counselor that I was seeing that it would be best to just cut off basically all people from my childhood because of how everybody you knew, yeah, 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 because of how I was being treated over this, um, and start fresh. So I went in. Few months into high freshman year of high school into a brand new school, um, went from living, you know, in I don't know if you guys are familiar with San Diego, but Ramona, California, a little, little more country, rural, um, to El Cajon which is um little, little more ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little different, just say a little different. Yeah,
1: totally. Um, and just having to start over and make new friends and stuff like that. So I was just in high school, I was starting over, <laughs> making new friends, Um, yeah. Sucks,
0: which definitely sucks in a way, but also has probably defined you into the person you are today. You don't appreciate the things like that in the moment, and not that you should appreciate what happened to you, but it's that change that your resiliency started then, even when you didn't know that it was, or even what that word was at the time.
1: Totally, Yeah. I could write a book on character building from trauma experiences.
0: <laughs> did, did that kind of, stuff, but it's
1: true.
0: <laughs> did that affect you or your decision to go to the military at all? Or was that kind of in the car? You were thinking about that anyway, or just, you know, you walk by the no, so, office and you're um, like, oh, I'm going to join the military today, like some folks do. Yeah.
1: So after 9 11, um, it was, I mean, 9-11 happened and we all, anybody who was alive and could understand what was going on, we all cried for our country, right? We all banded together and cried for our country. And it was something that really affected us all very deeply. And I think there are a lot of firefighters who are firefighters today because of 9-11. Sure. Um, and... Military members um, as well.
0: That people... It was the first yeah. time my sister... My, when I talked to my sister, I don't know what time it was, one o'clock in the morning on the 12th when I got back. She's like, you are not in this thing. And I'm like, what? Like, I was like, I can't even process what I just did or saw today. And yeah. She's like, yeah. I love you, but I'm forbidding you to enlist. And I'm like, wait, I don't even understand what that meant at that moment.
1: Yeah, what are you talking about? I'm like,
0: yeah, like, I just want to go to sleep again. Like, I want to have a beer. <laughs> but you, uh, but that was something that a lot of people became firefighters or joined the military after.
1: Yeah. So, and it wasn't like 9-11 happened. And then I was like, I'm joining the military. I was affected deeply like everyone else in the country. And it was after the first ship that came back from deployment in the Middle East after 9-11 that was on that mission. And they were, news crews were in San Diego interviewing sailors as they got off the ship. And I wish I knew who this girl was. They interviewed some, a particular um, female sailor coming off the ship and Something about her interview, it was just a calling. I was like, I I need to do this. It was, they were over there serving a higher purpose and fighting for our country and to make sure that that didn't happen again, right? And everybody in the military over the last 20 plus years now Has been there filling a role, regardless of what they did, regardless of whether they were, you know, shooting bullets at Al Qaeda or cooking in a kitchen, all working together to make this mission happen, to to make sure that that we're not attacked like that again. Um, So one, it became a calling for me, but two, it like it ignited this patriotism in me that will never die, like. Which if was, you keep me being passionate about, about our country, like that's why.
0: <laughs> we, we still talk about that a lot that, you know, some days you wish the country was kind of like it was um, the days following September 11th, because it was a very different feeling. Um, yeah. For me being here, obviously the, the days right after it didn't come to us until a, a, a few weeks or months later, I guess. Um, but you had that feeling. You know, and, and those that sailor that you spoke about and, and all the military members that were uh, enlisted prior to 9-11, they, that was a very long peacetime for our country. People tend to forget that. There were things happening, but nothing on that scale. And those yeah. folks were just, you know, hey, I'm a sailor on the 10th of September, and on the 12th of September, we're going to war for a very large purpose. Um, and I know that affected so many of them. But for you to be able to remember that interview and kind of have that as your point to say, yep, that's why I decided to to join the Navy and, and serve my country is just, it's a good story. I wish I knew it earlier. Yeah,
1: thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I wasn't a trigger puller. I was a journalist turned mass communication specialist and got to tell the stories of a lot of different people in the military. Um, during my last few months or couple months, I got to go over to um, thailand were for a joint service um joint country exercise where i got to train a lot of people in communications um specifically about um our global war on terrorism um so there were little things that i got to do to to play my part and i'm proud of that like you should be everybody people done more yeah but it's the same as people saying
0: It, it's you're still super proud to have made flame to help people you don't even know you you should be you know that that's another thing that social media has highlighted social media has made negative in of like I'm not doing this for me i'm doing this for so many other people i happen to get a lot of accolades because of it and things happen to me or you because of this but in reality i'm doing this for everybody else you know what yeah. i mean like that that's really the the overall it's the same as this like I hope some little kid listen to you just say that and they're like, oh, maybe I'm going to go join the military now, you know, or not even a little kid, an adult, anyone, just like you saw that girl, you never know. And I think it's something weird with the with the podcast, Jeremy and I just talked about it on whatever episode we were just on together a few weeks ago, that like people feel like their story doesn't need to be told or that they don't have anything to contribute And each and every person has something to contribute to society to make society a better place. And podcasts right now are just a way to get that message out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're so right.
0: So please, if you want to come on the podcast, it'll be my commercial now. Come on. We'll tell your story in whatever it is. You never know what it could be or anything like that. I mean, even today, Tara and I have known each other for going on four years now, just about three, almost four years. And I didn't know some of those things about her. I knew a lot of them, but you know, I didn't know all of them. Normally we just bitch on the phone to each other.
1: It's true. It's true. true. (laughs) We have some good conversations though. You know what though, is that you are one of those friends that I can call and like, we'll go off on tangents of ideas and like, just come up with some of the coolest shit you know like it's I'm, fun. Pissed.
0: I'm really pissed I didn't come up with the um the 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 die hard the Christmas movie packaging that you have I'm really <laughs> pissed that wasn't me like how I'd never thought of that is it, it, it well thank me. you <laughs>
1: I'm I'm glad you're you're liking the Christmas soaps <laughs> I
0: like it I like the way it's all like I, I mean listen die hard is a documentary like we just had a guy teach, we just had a firefighter teach us an elevator class the other day. And he's like, oh, people think, you know, like they're going to be in an elevator and it's going to fall like in Die Hard. And we're like looking around and we're like, hey, buddy, Die Hard is a documentary, man. That happened. Like those things can happen. You just need to stop your blasphemy up there with your, this can't happen. John yeah. McCartney is a true hero. So you wanna
1: know something fun about the Christmas soaps is that um, I had this idea to do scenes from different movies that you guys might be called to right and have that be the Christmas soaps and have it be kind of like you guys would get the alert on your phone for a call um and but but here's the thing is that like I can watch a movie and I have no memory for them so I can watch a movie and tomorrow not remember the plot the storyline that what it's about whatever so I had this idea and I really wanted to do it but in order to pull this off, it took so much research. <laughs> oh,
0: well, I, you should have just called me, Tara. If Tracy listens to this, she's going to be like, she'll even text you and be like, you should have just called Pip. Because if, if, if chemistry was based in uh, Chevy Chase movies, I would be a a nuclear cast right now and not That's awesome. I can repeat Chevy Chase movies like there and you know what's really scary so can the boys Finn and Declan like Tracy gets so mad because we can just talk in the car and, oh my gosh like especially now that it's Christmas Christmas vacation is just a conversation oh in our car going round and round I just literally I had a text with a guy on another shift and it went into the departed and we did a whole scene texting each other from the departed and it's not like one of the more popular scenes and then it was just became a challenge like who could do more, more? so shame yeah. on you you should it's have called been,
1: it's been a lot of years since i have um watched home alone like the original home alone but that was the movie when we were kids that my brother had on repeat like he'd watch it like four times a day for i don't know six months like this Ridiculous. So I have a feeling, even though I can't sit here and really like remember it right now, if somebody were to turn it on, I'll bet I could suddenly start reciting it word for word. Easily,
0: easily. Yeah, so I could do it. I could do it without the movie, but
1: you know. <laughs> oh, see, you were my brother as well. Then,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like a, as <laughs>
1: you are was, my brother, but you were him as a kid.
0: <laughs> He's like it's a stupid boy thing that like some boys can just do that, like and yeah. We can talk top gun lines in my house. Napoleon dynamite is used all the time. (laughs) We digress. Let's get into the size up 10 here because we're around that hour mark. And you and I, the other thing too, is Tara and I could talk forever. Sometimes our conversations, I look and I'm like, God, we just talked for an hour and 10 minutes. I gave you 20 business ideas and you told me other ways that I should be cleaning things. So thank (laughs) you.
1: we literally will be like, all right, I'm going to go now. And then 30 minutes later, we'll be like, no, I really, I'm really going to go now.
0: this time. I'm really going to leave. So mm-hmm. right. let's hit it because we do really have to, I try to keep these around an hour because you have a very busy day. I'm sure you're still digging out of uh black Friday sales or cyber Monday or totally Tuesday or Whatever when coming
1: <laughs> out of that. Yeah. Whatever
0: text messages and emails I keep unsubscribing from. I really feel bad unsubscribing from my friends' businesses, but I really just can't. The, the text messages are killing me. Like,
1: yeah, that's I haven't moved to texts for that reason, like because I get annoyed when businesses text me. So I'm like, no, I'm gonna I'm there's gonna a
0: about it last night for one of our friends' businesses. And I'm like, so it just hit stop. Like they don't care. Like, we know, yeah, and she's like, you're not going to
1: personally get that text, yeah.
0: She goes, but she goes, I don't want to miss a good sale. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like, we know <laughs> the owners of the company, like, literally, don't you don't want to miss a good fair. sale if you really want something. I could be like, Hey, could you send this over this way? Yeah, she doesn't want doesn't to miss a good sale.
1: That's it reminds point. me, I need to tell Rob that I restocked something that he asked me about the other day so that he doesn't miss it.
0: <laughs> See this is how it goes you have to have that private loop text message of like hey it's back on the shelf get it quick
1: go get it before it's gone
0: (laughs) especially now too because like i've given flame as my you know end of year gift for the the folks on on my company Um, so i'm sure that that happens a lot for for your because it's a good gift to give like it's i try to always give something that will be useful not just generalized stupidity so
1: exactly it's not expensive and it shows you care that your people go home to their families at the end of the day so
0: yeah I should have stuck with the not expensive flame I went I went expensive again but sometimes <laughs> you have to I have a new company new 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 group of guys and got something for my old nice. company that they were all like they've been it's it's worse than my kids like dropping the hints for months like I think it started in like August of like, look at that! And I'm like, for real? Like, did you for real just like I'm a dad? Like, you're a dad? I was like, are you really playing this game on me?
1: That's so funny. They're like, here's my Christmas list. Almost.
0: It literally. <laughs> it literally almost got to that. Like, and they That's know because it's, it's a piece of apparel. So like they. I had to get their sizes, and they they just don't know what it's going to look like, type thing. But yeah,
1: all, all firefighter businesses, we all need to come together and create like a holiday catalog so that hot firefighters can go through and like circle things, like we did with the Toys R Us catalog when we were kids. <laughs>
0: it goes out to the firehouses, and then you you leave it like like on on uh, a Christmas story when he leaves the magazine, the Red Rider ad in his mom's Look magazine. Totally yes. <laughs> So I come into my room and I'm like, "Oh, look! These things are circled on here. This is what they want."
1: <laughs> What's this?
0: See, and then, this is what happens. We come up with these amazing business ideas.
1: Right, right. We I were going to get into these
0: ten questions ten minutes ago. At some point, we're going to get into these ten questions. But I, d- I do see that as a national fire radio product in 2024. I got to talk to Jeremy about that. There You that go, now. yes. The end of year catalog. You could circle. You guys
1: could do that. Program. Yes. Like, yeah. You
0: could be the organization to do that.
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: So now I'm gonna get in trouble because he's gonna be like, oh, great Pip, you're making more work for me. Like you're Let's not gonna. Let's go. It's like we're you're gonna be like Sevy, You gotta design a catalog.
1: <laughs> poor Sevi.
0: <laughs> poor Sevi. More than anything, poor Sevi. Sevy, have you ever designed a catalog before? No. Go. You have to do go. it. No. You got this. Go. Thanks.
1: <laughs> if he needs help, just tell him to reach out. I'll help him.
0: P D F. How hard could it
1: be? We can't do that. Yeah. It. Uh, actually, Sebby, if you need help, reach out because I know he'll listen
0: to this. <laughs> He's got to edit it, so like exactly. I like to always bring up Sebby in the podcast, so we got that one in too. So you scored another checkpoint. in the things I need to do in a podcast?
1: Oh, right. I Love didn't it. think
0: I didn't think you'd be the episode to talk about blow, but it happened. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: you know, we like, get <laughs> you know? a guy from Miami or something, or we'd be talking about Miami Vice or like a Coast Guard person, but no, it was Tara. Yep. All right, these size up ten. Let's officially do this now. Beach or mountains?
1: Oh it's a
0: hard both. One to well, yeah, see I think. I have
1: to, I mean, I'm from San Diego, but I live in the mountains of Colorado. Like I've owned a beach house in North Carolina. Like, what do you what do you want from me? Both. I knew that was gonna
0: happen. Night out or night in. Uh night in. I knew that was gonna happen. A good book or a good movie?
1: Oh uh, movie.
0: Oh, see, I was thinking you go book. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the hard one. Cross country road trip. Who's your celebrity co-pilot? Ooh. Everyone's in the um, car waiting.
1: Listen, <laughs> this is the best. Can it be Two. Like these are ba- this is basically just one this, right.
0: This now. isn't the SATs, so go ahead. Oh my god! Right. Okay, go because ahead. I
1: did do both on mountains or or okay. I was not on this train at all. You're on the just say it. Colorado. You're on the train.
0: Don't. I already know where it's going. So go ahead, say it.
1: Where, Taylor and Travis are coming with me. I mean, <laughs> the whole world would be buying flame then. Hello.
0: Duh! <laughs> like that's all I need. Is this Taylor. is marketing. <laughs> It would be, they would be though, like an insert, like it'd be interesting, easy, easy way to put it. I'm a Taylor fan. Everybody knows that I like Taylor, like I'm all about her music. I'm a Swift. Well, I don't know if I'd go with a Swifty because I was more of a Miley Cyrus fan before a Taylor okay. fan, Um, but I do appreciate her music. So that would be a really interesting road trip for sure.
1: It would. I really appreciate how she does what she does. Like she is so smart Um, and how, and creative, um, I'm not a Swifty by any means. Like these people go down their Easter egg rabbit holes. And I'm like, okay.
0: It's funny though, because the Kelsey brothers prior to the Tay-Tay coming into their life, let's say, have been just as smart with their marketing between their mom, between everything that they've done. If you really, and they're great football players, but absolutely, their marketing has been amazing too, so
1: yeah, making their mom a national treasure during the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, yeah, super cool. So, I mean, yes, I flame would blow up, and I would need so much help if I brought them on a road trip.
0: cool. Well, if that happens, I would like uh, some re- some residuals, please. And if they want to come oh, on sorry. the podcast, if anybody knows, you know taylor and 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 Tracy, or Travis and they want to come on the podcast, please you know, send them my way too. So I
1: mean, don't. if Taylor and Travis come on the podcast, you have to bring Tracy on. So that was a good call.
0: <laughs> I would probably have to bring you. Tracy on. I probably have to bring Finn and there would be a lot of people. Like that would be,
1: would
0: be I don't know. I'm gonna have to reach out to their people. Maybe they'd be interested. <laughs>
1: we'll do a podcast on the road trip.
0: Right. <laughs> <Yeah. Thanks. laughs> do you make your bed every day? Nope. Oh, straight out there. A million dollars right now. That would come from Jeremy because he's way richer than I am. Or you go back to 18 and get a redo on things.
1: Million bucks.
0: Easy. Easily said. Highways or back roads? Which one you taking?
1: Okay, listen. (laughs) I'm going to let you in on my psyche here. I like highways because they're faster and they feel safer to me. Okay. But back roads are so pretty and they feel relaxing, except at the same time, they don't because like people are idiots and don't know how to drive. And they like to cut corners on back roads. And you're, when I got out of the military, I worked another little tidbit about me. I worked casualty and I saw way too many like head-ons. Right, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you guys have as well. I know you have that, like that little thing is in the back of my mind all the time on back roads. I don't know. I don't know. I can't pick one. I'm like
0: you. I can't pick one either. And I made up the questions, but as people have answered this question, there I didn't think it was going to be so in depth of a question when I made it up. I figured it'd be a quick one and easy. So many answers. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I like to get on the turnpike and do 95 and get to where I'm going, but then it's cool to take some back roads. And and it's interesting being just coming back from Iceland. I felt like their highways were like back roads because they were so freaking scenic on the highway. You were like, you're on a highway, but you see a waterfall. You're on a highway, but you see a glacier. You're like, but this is a highway. This is a highway. So I'll go with both. We could take both. Give me a bucket list place to visit.
1: Um... This is going to seem so just like vanilla of me, but like I'm not one of those people that's like I have all these places in the world that I need to go. I love being at home.
0: <laughs> all right, I guess you don't have to answer that one then.
1: No, um, okay. Let me see. One's <laughs> already
0: I- said Canada, so you can't pick Canada.
1: <laughs> Which- uh, I I have no desire to go to Canada. Okay. Um. There are times that I'm like, okay, I could use a break from, from doing everything business wise, where do you want to go go to somewhere tropical where the water is crystal blue, you know, Bora Bora. Yeah. (laughs) Nice.
0: (laughs) All right. Two more football or football, 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 definitely American. I grew up
1: a huge Chargers fan until they were traders and moved to LA and totally sold out. Yeah. I know.
0: Do you support the Broncos now being you're in?
1: No, I mean, they kind of, they're kind of losers. So until they're not, there's no reason to just lay that one out there. (laughs)
0: The giants aren't having a great year, but I'm still a fan. They're still my team. Like
1: that's the thing. Like, I wrote. I was a ride or die with the Chargers, no matter what. Right, so like are. that was the so team that I was like born into. Like my dad taught me football with the Chargers, you know. Um, but after that, that what's that?
0: I, like I said your loyalty sticks. I like it. Stick to your okay. guns. If
1: root they ever go Taylor. back to San Diego, it will. Yeah, I'll become a Chargers fan again.
0: Just root for Taylor's boyfriend. That's an easy way to go. Do it. Taylor's, boyfriend? Rooting for? Taylor's boyfriend. <laughs> New flame decon shirt. Who do I love? Taylor's boyfriend.
1: Taylor's yeah, boyfriend.
0: This <laughs> is flame. All right. Last question. Best advice you could give to your younger self.
1: Gosh, there's <laughs> so much. <laughs>
0: pick, pick, pick one. <laughs> Um quick tidbit.
1: Quick a tidbit. (laughs) Quick
0: tidbit of advice you could give. Um we're at the the seven-minute mark for the quick ten questions, by the (laughs) way.
1: I I my I think biggest lesson has been don't give a shit what anybody thinks of you.
0: Love it. It's so yeah. hard, even as an adult, it's so uh, hard, right? As a kid, because I, yeah. I see it with my kids. I see it with myself. I still care, you know, and there's a difference between caring and then letting it affect you in a negative way. And I yes. think that's what it really matters. You should always care what people think about you or how you're perceived, but you can't let their opinion affect you in a negative way, especially Absolutely. if it comes from a negative place, which is generally, again, another exactly. circle.
1: Cause I, I know who I am. I know what I've done. Um, so anybody who's, who's judging me and who thinks negatively about me, who wants to spread rumors about me, whatever, they obviously don't know the whole truth. They obviously don't know who I am, why I do what I do. Like, so it's, it's none of my business. Like, cool, cool, bro. Like, so most of the time I'm finally to a point where I can be like, cool, bro. But that's been a lesson just within the last few years that I've finally been able to are. do, you know? I yeah.
0: I think that that time in the in the excuse me, in the pandemic, that kind of alone time, let's call it or whatever, even if you weren't alone, but like it got to that point where you're just like, cool, bro, I got I got more important things to worry about right now than anything you have to say to me anymore.
1: Um it's interesting that you say that. I think that we all grow in our alone time. Like yep. you, you grow in that time that you have to spend with yourself and really think about things. And yeah.
0: that's uh, And and I'll see you bring it right back to where I got to go after this, but it's like my runtime. Like when I'm out there running, like it's just E and running and running. I guess that's where yeah. I'm, I'm doing after this. So thank you, Tara, for coming on my show today. This has been very cathartic I guess is a good way to put it and the, for the first time in, in 46 episodes where I feel that the show recording the show has always helped me and has always been a great thing in my life and I've learned so much but today on a personal level I feel like we've taken our conversations of helping each other we put it out there in public and you really helped me which is I needed today so thank you for that
1: No thank you and I'm so glad and same I you know <laughs> it's very This weird. is um a lot of things that I haven't talked about in so long because I come on podcasts and it's it's all about the business, all about decon. Um, and I love that you dig into a little more of you know the person behind. That was um, my plan. It was my start. plan.
0: We spent more time on decon than I wanted to, but then we went down different rabbit holes and your your person came into that. So that's what the size up is all about, right? And we, we talked about it right before I hit the record button you know? because what you do off the job does matter. In so many different ways to so many different people, regardless of what your job is. It's not just what my job is, it's anyone's job, and what you do off of it really does matter. Sure does. Oh man, kind of all <laughs> touching. And how you're like, you're like, I'm looking at you and I'm like, no, I'm not going to cry because I just said something. I'm going to be all right. I'm gonna stay <laughs> strong here. It's a whole episode, dig deep episode. But listen, thank you so much for your time. This has been a great podcast so and i think that's how i'm gonna end
1: it appreciate it
0: awesome thanks to everybody for listening thanks to our sponsors that are out there and until next week this has been pip for the size up by national fire radio national fire radio